Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Good morning, sir. Nice to be with you again. Sorry about last week. Uh, no worry, man. Thank you very, you know, thank you very much for uh, doing what you do anyway. I mean, I, I just did a quick call and um, it seemed like we had a decent amount of people on and just went over some things about our last call, which was uh, when we interviewed two of your moms from your dojo. Um, really great call, though. I mean, what an epiphany in, in many regards, things that I, I personally got out of it, which I was interested in hearing and um yeah, it was awesome. What, do you have any takeaways from that, like things that you heard? I mean, I know you were surprised at how how impressed they were with you and how thankful they were with you, right? It's good to hear. I, I had said to you, man, there's a lot of testimonials you could pull out of that um, that call for your school, right? But what, what did you get out of it? Yeah, well, I, I, I got out of it that my message is getting across, so that's good, you know. Um, right. And e- even if they don't necessarily agree with, with everything that I do, that they're at least – uh, at least they were, you know, uh, right. Mrs. Coates, you know, being right. uh, compliant enough to, you know, respecting me enough to trust me that, right. that I'm going to make the right decisions for her daughter. So um, that was that was inspiring. And it was also really humbling uh, to hear those things, to be honest with you. It really was. And you know what, too, though, even though that that was the outcome of what you just said, respecting you enough trusting in you enough to be compliant to believe that you have a higher motive than what they can see but i i found it was interesting that um that a lot of the resistance that they gave you or what i get in regards is because they think that and that protective side of who they are the mama bear she called herself which i believe or the papa bear whoever we are protecting our children in their best interest not knowing that sometimes we protect them to the point where it's not good for them right so they don't know any better and they don't they they're not visionaries they've never seen it before the martial arts is foreign to them right so they don't know what to expect why your motives are the way they are and right away they get defensive and of course who are they going to defend it's their child against you it becomes an adversarial kind of relationship in their mind but in reality they don't realize that you have their best interest in mind and when they learn that and they start to learn to trust and you gain their trust and they're like hey shan's got his you know he's doing his thing you know sensei's doing his thing we trust him you know that's why he was hard on you know whoever that kind of thing right right yeah, yeah. and so i was uh, happily surprised and um quite grateful that, you know, at least like, let's say with Mrs. Coates, we, we've gotten her to a point where she's like, no, 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 you're not quitting. You're, you're going right. to get your black belt. Now, I, I hope that's the same after black belt, but right. uh, we'll see. Well, you know what's interesting, too? Um, I, I know that our mindset, and I know this is not the topic of our call, but I know that our mindset is like, we, you know, we get a student, they're a student for life. Like, we want them to stay. They start at three. We want them to stay long enough to have, they have 20 of their own children and they're in their 80s. We expect them to be right next to us, right? But if we're realistic about our point of view, um, we have to understand that sometimes there's a, there's a certain time frame that we have when we hit a certain time frame, we've done our jobs, right? Like, for instance, they join college. If, if a good college like Harvard or Yale or Penn and all those colleges, they have a graduation ratio that's above 60 or 70 percent. They're at the top-notch college, right? And they right, say, well, right. we're, doing our, we're doing our job, and they feel okay, satisfied. But we're like, oh, they quit after black belt. Well, if you have a black belt course like me, seven years to black belt, um, then I've done it. I've beaten the industry standards by four times because industry, industry standards are like maybe 20 months before people quit. 
that's, you know, according to the, you know, the big boys that, that watch these numbers, right? So, I mean, yeah, you get them the black belt and beyond, you've done a great job. And hopefully some of those lessons have kind of, you know, penetrated that skull and they became a part of who they are. Yeah, yeah. So right. I, know, I know today we're going to talk about uh, back-to-school marketing. Uh, it is not only timely, but I will say that it's appropriate for me because uh, today is the first day that uh, I get the house to myself from the summer. Oh, because good. My, my wife works in a school, and my son uh, started his junior year uh, uh, today. And so they're wow. both out of the house. Um, and, and, and I say that tongue-in-cheek, but my, I'm not talking about my wife uh, as anything that I haven't already said to her. It's really hard for me to work here in the summer when she's here and yeah. then he's here. So I'm uh, back in the saddle, uh, and I'm ready to rock and roll. So not that I yeah. haven't already you know, started my uh, back-to-school marketing, but – uh, yeah. I, I feel like I'm back in the swing of things. So I know that we want to go over some of the stuff that we're doing, um, yeah. some, maybe some of the stuff that we've done in the past, because we don't uh-huh. – I'm sure you and I both do the same thing. There are stapled things that we – I call them stapled things, that we do it every single year. Um, and then there's things that we've done in the past that we're just not doing this year, not because they don't work, but we have other things going on as well. So I figured we'd kind of lay the gamut out and uh, kind of just uh, yeah. you know, talk about some stuff that we're doing specifically, stuff that we have done in the past. And then, uh, and if there's anybody that's on the Facebook Live while we're doing this that has any questions, of course, we'd be happy to, uh, you know, answer those. So while you're watching, feel free to type them into the comment section, and we'll get to those as well. Yeah, and then also before we actually start throwing things out there, I would like to point out that, listen, marketing is not about the immediate, right? Because the immediate, like right now, what ads you run may get you students, you know, most of the time if they're, if they're ready to buy maybe today or tomorrow or the next day if they see your ad. But when we put things in place, like back to school marketing, we, you said it, we've been doing it all along. You've been, you've gotten a whole bunch of people in your special. Hopefully they're going to convert and become members because now school started, summer's over. And uh, so we're putting things in play a few months before um, expecting re- results down the road. And this is something that everyone has to listen to. There always has to be some sort of marketing in play, some way, somehow, something going on every single day that will keep the marketing funnel open for, you know, for people to come into it, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So tell me a few things. I'll, you know, give us like maybe your top two or three, and I'll throw a few of mine out and see which ones that we have and, and, let's, and so on. Well, I changed it up a little bit this year. Normally, I do a uh, uh, back-to-school special that is uh, $39 for a month of lessons and also a free uniform. And uh, this year, it, it is a month, right? It is a month, but I changed it to four weeks. So it's a four-week special rather than a month. I'm just curious if, if you know, the word one month is any different than four weeks. You know what okay. I mean? So that's the that's the only thing that I switched up. I I am running a different ad uh, this month compared to what I will run in um, in uh, in September. In September, I'm going to go back to the same one that I've done for the past couple of years that have worked really good. So I'm I'm testing one this month with the four weeks uh, to see how that works out, and then I am going to go back in September and do the one that I know uh, has been working for the last few years, just in case. You know, some reason this 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 uh, this one in August doesn't. And uh, now, when I say an ad, I'm doing an ad in the newspaper. It's a small ad. It costs me like 140 bucks a week to run. It's a weekly newspaper. 
I'm running Facebook ad campaigns, um, and then I'm doing free postings as well. And then I have, um, and I haven't passed them out yet because, again, not all of my people are back to school yet. But within the next week or so, I will have passes that um, my own students will get with the four-week offer or the one-month offer, depending on the time frame. Uh, and then I'll, I'll give those to my students and then and say, hey, you know, go ahead and hand those out to your, uh, to your friends. And, and that ties back into your referral program that, you know, gives them the incentive, not that this is a referral program call, but that gives them the incentive to want to hand those out because they get, you know, things uh, gifted to them when people join as well. And that's a whole other thing with regards to your product, the referral of a lifetime yeah. uh, uh, product. So that's the first thing that we're doing. The other thing that we're doing is I have a huge list of former teachers that have been at field trips before, uh, teachers that have been to our teacher appreciation. And if you imagine this, uh, every year I have close to, you know, at least 80 teachers that come in in April for our teacher appreciation awards night. And um, I would say, you know, 20, let's say 25 of them are repeats every single year. So that gives me, you know, almost, you know, 55, 60 new people every single year to put on my list. Well, they're going to get emailed um, the information for the field trips. Anybody that I have a physical address for is going to get mailed the information for the martial arts field trips. Come uh, September, all of my uh, kids will get a packet to give to their teacher uh, to come in and do a martial arts field trip. So those are the two biggest things that we're, that we're currently and, you know, almost currently, come September, we'll be doing. Yeah, now let me, uh, and I'm just curious for my own, you know, my own selfish reasons. So let me ask you this, your opinion on this. So now, um, are you finding that in your area with your school, that the methodology that you've been using in the past that once worked, like for instance, how you close a sale, how you sign a person up, is it working as well? Do you think that um, the population has shifted to a different mindset and we also have to shift to that mindset, somehow figure out the, you know, the, the ways to make it happen. I'll give you an example. Like a few months ago, I was signing people up left and right. I had this approach where I'm like, listen, we may not be the right school for you. Um, you know, but, but if we are, you're going to love your experience. And then some people signed up and some people didn't, the majority of them did. Right. But um, I'm wondering, like, some of the sales methodology that we use, because if we're getting people through the door, that's one thing, but signing them up is a whole other process, right? So our marketing might, you know, uh, get them motivated enough to make the call and come in, but the actual sign-up, the commitment to pay that monthly fee and be a member, that that could be different. Do you find that it's harder to close as many people as you used to? What's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, okay, so – when I was personally doing the closings and I was personally doing the intros, like what, what used to happen was we would do two introductory lessons, um, a, a consultation with me, and then two introductory lessons. And then on the second introductory lesson, I was signing them up. I was doing uh, 76% closing ratio. Okay. All right. Not 80, but only 76%. Right. Uh, last year, my my closing ratio, and let me let me go back and say what I'm doing now. I've taken myself out of the picture. We do one introductory lesson; it's like a private lesson on a Friday, and then we bring them into classes the very next week with whatever special they have. So, for instance, if it's a two week special, a one month special, or like the summer three month special, right? 
Right. With the summer three-month special, we did a group intro. We split them up into ages, but we did a group intro because so, if they're that massive, right? Because I have 44 people on my summer trial special still right now that will be mm-hmm. ending at the end of this month. So what I do now is I mail them what I would call a welcome slash sales letter. Mm-hmm. And they get the prices and everything inside of that. That way, when they come to the actual enrollment conference, they already have that information. And so what normally happens is they'll end up doing a couple of classes. By the second or third class, they will have the um, the, the sales letter, if you will, in the mail. It's an eight-page sales letter in the mail. But what I'm finding is more and more people aren't reading it. Right. Last year, uh, 2017, we closed with a 56% um, closing ratio. So uh-huh. still over 50%, but only 56% by doing it uh, that way. And so what happens is they get that sales letter, they sit down with my program director at the appointed time, and either they sign up or they don't. Um, some people, I would say, you know, 50% of them haven't read it, and she basically has to do the whole spiel right there, um, which is yeah. kind of taxing. Um, so, you know, so, so uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to revisit that, and I know that's not what this call is all about, but I no, am no, trying it, to revisit act- that. Well, well, it actually is. I mean, if you know, if you think of marketing, back to school marketing, what better way to understand marketing than how to actually sign someone up? I mean, we can make fancy ads and all that other junk, but it doesn't mean we're going to get people to come in. Paul just asked a question. He said, when they get the prices through the mail, or don't they get scared or talk themselves out of it if you're not there, if they're not in your presence, if they're getting a letter? I mean, I find that to be the same thing. I never, you know, we try to discourage people from giving prices over the phone, not because we don't want to, but because they're going to go, oh, 130 a month. Johnny's karate down the road is 110. And then they have no point of reference to actually come in and see well, all there's the no things content. we do. Right, yeah, right. and we and we give so much, we include so many things, and they don't, right? They charge for testing. They don't do the sticker system. They don't do a free uniform. They don't do in testing included, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, there's a lot of benefits that we have that bring our price actually way below what they charge. Um, so Paul Paul was saying, you know, exactly. Are are you nervous about that? Are you when you give that out? Was that is that is your is that your way of clearing out the ones that can't afford it? Yes. Yes, and basically the sales letter is built up in a way that it's an, it's it's um, it's crafted for them to see it as for those that actually read it and actually pay attention while they're there. Right. That's the other key. Um, is they it's it's crafted in, as an investment, not a cost. Right. Okay, I got it. I I, I really and I will tell you. I will tell you. Look, look at the at the our our orientation for the summer program. You know, you have 44 people there, their parents, all that other stuff. At the very end, I basically just said, hey, look, I know some of you signed up for this summer program because you wanted your kids to have an activity for the summer. And I'm just right. here to tell you that, that um, and that's fine. I'm glad that they're going to have an activity. But the way that we run our martial arts school is not an activity. This is uh, this is uh, this is a, a way of life that your children right. are going to learn how to be disciplined and have respect and have goals yeah. and achieve those type of things. This isn't playtime. And like I mean, right. I literally stood up and said that. So and I told them, I said, I'm glad that they're here. They get an opportunity to experience it, and so do you. But moving forward, after August, 
you know, if you still want this to be an activity, you're not the right person for our school. Right, right. And I, I said that. I said that. So Yeah, it's a, it's kind of like the takeaway sales approach in a way, right? No. Well, okay, so it is. But I am just tired. Yeah. I'm tired of dealing with people that that aren't committed, that I, I get it. Okay, your kid got punched in the face and you need to talk about it. That's one thing, right? right. Or your kid didn't earn their belt, so you're a little pissed off. That's right. one thing. But come on. I'm just yeah. – I am so expended – anymore. I don't know what it is, my patience level. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, uh, but I'm done. No, I know. No, listen, a- as we get older, our tolerance for certain things um, is, uh, is, goes away, right? Simply, right? So, so our tolerance will go away. Um, we only have – my friend always says, I only have this much tolerance when I used to have this much tolerance as I get older. But I think it also becomes a choice. But um, I know what you're saying, and, you know, listen, we want to qualify people. We don't want to sell them into a program they can't afford. After six months, they feel strangled, and then they default on their payments anyway, right? But uh, hey, check this out. I brought this home with no thoughts of what we're doing today in our call, but this is a folder of marketing ads that I've run over the years, and mostly back from like 1991 to 1998, everything else I stopped tracking. And I was a massive marketer with print ads, and I, you know, I would keep a copy of all my competition um, of like the ads that we would run, you know, in some of my competitors' schools and and so on. Um, and then, you know, then I would also have all my ads, you know. And it was interesting at how much money I spent on advertising, but at the same time. Um, you know, it, it benefited me because I had people, I would, there were months back in the day where I'd call my friend and I'd go, I signed up 30 people, not a month, but in a day, in a day. And people were like, I'm like, oh, here's the program. I would teach this dynamic class. I'd come out and they'd be begging me with their credit card and checking account and cash in hand for me to sign them up. So I, I was going through this and I was just seeing like, it was crazy. There was one in here. I wanted to share this to you if I could find it. Um, okay, and here it is. While you're, look, while you're looking while, for it, I was – oh, go I, ahead. I found it. Can you see this price on there? Let me uh-uh. see if you can see it. The prices of my tuition were peewees, three- to six-year-olds, 25 bucks a month. Um, youth class, six- to 13-year-olds, $40 a month, and then adults were whopping $50 a month. I mean, we're talking 1991. My tuition has been way higher for the longest time, but it was interesting that back then – um, you know, what we charge compared to what people are charging now, and just the amount, the vast amount of marketing that I would do, the ads that I ran, like the hundreds of them. So, I mean, that's another pointer I just wanted to point out real quickly to the people who are listening, that um, you have to market in order to market, right? You can't, like, some people think marketing, and, and, and we'll let you get, finish out your ideas, is just being on the Internet. You know, going on Facebook and posting pictures. Um, there's a whole dynamic with Facebook. You don't know how many people are actually really truly seeing your stuff. You don't know how many people are actually seeing the ads. You don't know how many people are seeing your posts, you know, and it's interesting. Um, so anyway, go, I'm sorry, I interrupted on your thoughts. So you said number one was your specials. What was some of the other things? Yeah, number two was the uh, uh, field trips. And, and right. I just want to quickly say, Paul Paul said that uh, he posted, he goes, I need a vacation, and LOL. <laughs> and just so you, and I know you're, you're laughing when you say that, Paul, but uh, I'm, I'm here to tell you that uh, I took half a month of July off. I was gone. Uh, so I had a vacation. I had two of them, actually. Uh, anyways, um, 
and I know you're you're tongue in cheek, Paul. So I'm not. Yeah. You know. Anyhow, um, he's from. So by the have, way, he's from he's from Michigan, so their sense of humor is kind of weird. Yeah. Well, okay. That's <laughs> all right. Just kidding. Just um, joking. I'm no, no, just no. joking. So we have that going on, and then um, I've got uh, letters that uh, are, are are ready, but they're going to be going out to all of the um, uh, principals in our area with regards to um, uh, um, coming in and doing some sort of uh, bully presentation. Okay. You know, and then following up with that at our school to do a, uh, you know, uh, a bully program. So right. they would get, you know, like a power talk, if you will, uh, right. a 20, 10, 10, 10, 15, 20 minute power talk on it. And then pushing, you know, giving out information to come to a free one at the school because uh, there, obviously, I can collect information. So, you know, beginning of school year, that I've got all that going on. Okay, cool. Um, so, so um, I was just going to say to the people who are listening, if you like some of the ideas, please give us a thumbs up um, so that we see the interaction going on on the uh, Facebook page. But so, so for me though, I'd like to also add, like you know, you're doing a lot of this um, this marketing internal kind of um, inside-out marketing, right? Referrals, which you said is maybe a different call, but it's really not because the referral program is its entire marketing, an entire marketing campaign, right? It, just imagine if we had 100 students in our school and only 50%, 50 of them, referred us one member, and out of that, you have 50 people walk through the door, and you sign up 50% of the people who walk through the door, 25 members, that's one of the best marketing campaigns you can have. Now, granted, it's not an easy thing. People nod in all the right places, say all the right things. They're wowed to death when they hear what you're offering people in a referral program, but do they engage? Like, I asked a mom last night, and I said, do you have any referrals for us? And she said, oh, I gave out all those passes. I said, I know, but do you know anyone? Any one or two names that you could give to us that will call and offer them a program. Oh, well, let me think about it. So we have to fully engage by asking and putting people on the spot, not in a negative way, but making them to be accountable to give us the referrals because they'll nod in all the right places and say, wow, that's great and never do a thing, right? So that's important. Similar to like we're doing a grappling event next Tuesday. Everyone, wow, this is awesome. I mean, they're not signing up. I still got so many people that say they're going to sign up. There's like 40 or 50 members that should have been signed up and maybe like 10 of them did it already. Some of them will blow right. it off until something better comes along, right? So the same thing goes with referrals. So one other thing I wanted to say, there are many ways to virally share your advertisements on Facebook, right? So Facebook is a great tool, but not just to, you know, for advertising with the Facebook ads, um, uh, but I mean actually getting your clientele and saying, hey, this is our special that we're running. Make, make sure you tell your friends on Facebook post this picture on your page and tell them to mention you when they come in. So now if you have 50 people do that, you have thousands of people seeing this ad. Just another way of getting that what we call FOMA, front of mind awareness out there. So if people are thinking of martial arts, hopefully they'll think of you because they've seen your ad repetitively and they know that their best friend, Mrs. Jones, goes to your school. So that's right. something that people need to step up. But one thing I warn people against, Facebook, don't just be on Facebook and advertising and talking to people. Get out and actually do the work. You know, get out and meet the local business owners. Get out and, you know, give out passes to all the local companies. Do what I call rack card advertising and get your rack cards in all the stores. We have – I'll look it up, but I'm almost – I'll tell you right now, in fact. I can look it up on here 
my rack card delivery route. Um, we have a hundred. Let's see if we broke it. Yeah, we did. 233 businesses surrounding our two schools that have our rack cards in them. 233 businesses that with their clientele continuously, hopefully seeing our rack card. Do me a favor and explain to everybody what a rack card is. Okay. A rack card simply is a, um, a postcard the size of an envelope. It's a four by nine and um, it sits in a stand and it goes on top of a counter at a local pizza parlor with your advertising in it, right? Um, and uh, basically, we go out and we do this thing called co-op marketing, where I would pretend like, let's say you owned a restaurant. I go, hey, sir, we, uh, I'm Chian Ali. I'm from the karate school around the corner. We're doing this kind of co-op marketing where if you allow us to put our rack card on your counter – I'll grab your business cards or menu for your pizza parlor or your flyer for your business. I'll bring it back and put it in my welcome to the family packet and hand it out to all the parents in, in our school um, so that I promote your business. The only thing I do ask is that you don't allow other karate schools to put their information in your school. So that's my ninja way of blocking other schools because I have this business right. synergy with other businesses, so I'm blocking all the competition. Some of them don't listen. They don't care because the business owner doesn't always engage um, but 90% or 80% of the businesses will say, sure, it's free, right? You're not charging me. And then what we do is after we've got established our route of 213 business, 233 businesses, um, we then go back and refill the rack cards. And on our second delivery, we give passes, 20 VIP passes to the business to give to all their employees, friends, family, and relatives if they want to give them a free two-week of martial arts as a gift. Um, and, uh, and we create this relationship. So like I've had pizza parlors. We haven't had it in a while, but I once had a pizza parlor that was so into this that they actually put our business on the back of their t-shirts. So when they turned around to grab the pizza, our name was on the front, on the back and their name, when they turned around, their name was on the front and then they would put our flyers on the top of all their boxes and we would advertise the crud out of that pizza parlor and all of our clientele after class would go over there and spend money. They trained, they go there, they had a special deal and so on. No, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. So that's you know so now. You, yeah. Let's um, selfishly, right? Uh, yeah. I'll I'll promote it. You you have beautiful rack cards that your company yeah. uh, designs and makes. So how can yes. people get you know a hold well, of I'm, you? Well, they could. I'm sorry, I'm stepped away. I'm actually looking in my file for like an actual rack card sample to show you guys if I have them in here. Yeah, I might have one right here. Um, and I, and while you're doing that, I will say that, uh, yeah. you know, P Paul wrote, uh, on our Facebook live and he says that, uh, uh, word of advice for back to school. I took my, uh, rack cards and went to the local Walmart, Walmart. And, uh, he, he said he put hundreds of them into folders for, uh, sale being brought by yeah. parents for back to school. Okay. And then, what he mean what he means is I can tell you real quick, he's sneaky. He'll go to the store and he'll open up the folders that people buy for school, and they're on sale at Walmart or retail, and he's, he's like a ninja, and he will literally slip his rack cards in those folders. So when they go, I need 11 folders for my kids' classes, and they buy the folders, and when they open them up at home, there's Paul's school, and it's in there. That's and he does funny. that, and it's smart. He even does it in, in the bookstores. He puts his business cards in the martial art books. I mean, so that's kind of like a little ninja tactic of kind of just making people. And what does it take? He's in the store. He's probably stops in a few minutes, you know, and he does that. But here's here's one of our rack cards that we designed. 
Um, and it's two-sided, so it's our kickboxing program and the martial art program um, together, right? I've, dined, I've designed many different varieties, and I design them for my clientele. Like, for example, um, let me just see. There was someone here that I did one for. Um, we had him for well, kickboxing hey, programs and this? so on. Why don't we do this uh, with regards to, uh, like, when we're finished, can you maybe put some of those images on this I thread? Could, I could do that. I could do that right while we're talking, just while we're all multitask. But, um, and, yeah, people And then the other thing, too, me. is, yeah, if you uh, put that on there, I'll take that off and put it on our post, too, at schoolandertalk.com. Right. So if somebody's listening to this later, they can go to schoolandertalk.com and, uh, you know, this being uh, – uh, the 179th call, so they would just go to schoolandertalk.com forward slash 179 to get access to those images. And then we'll put your information on there so that they can get a yeah, hold of we'll, you if they want some rap we'll cards. Ha- we'll have to do that because it's not allowing me to upload pictures currently. So, I mean, so I don't have that option on here, but you can. So I'll, I'll get you the images, and then people could inbox me um, on Facebook, or they could email me at shihan, S-H-I-H-A-N, at L-I, like Long Island, ninja, N-I-N-J-A.com, shihan at L-I-Ninja.com, and I could customize them. Um, they're very inexpensive. I, I sell them wholesale to all my clientele, um, and we could design anything that you want. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to help people. But so the, so the rack cards are synergy right there. So another thing that I did, and I don't know, I want to throw this out there, and it's a, it's a very good idea for people to make some money, is a co-op marketing. Like you, if people have monitors in their stores, and I have one that's in my main lobby where it just scrolls a um, – a, uh, screensaver picture type setup and I have it set up through iCloud so I'm able to put my flyers up and put up pictures and put up all sorts of different marketing and I'm now starting a co-op marketing campaign where people will be on my screen and I may only charge them like 20 bucks a month which is cheap $240 a year to be on my screen but if I got 10 of those right just 10 of those that's you know what $200 a month that's you know a lot of money right $2,400 $2,400 a year for selling space on my TV screen that's constant scrolling in between my pictures, the music store, my photos, the pizza parlor, my photo, whatever. And, um, and it's just another way to bring income to dead real estate, right, which is kind of cool. If you could go out there and you have the time to do it, it's just um, what we would call residual income for zero to no effort. And then, okay, so explain how that works. What do you mean iCloud and how do you cook it up to your TV or whatever? Um well, I have a, a monitor in my school behind my behind my front desk, right? And on there, we have Apple TV hooked to it. So I put in a screensaver through my iCloud account, uh-huh. and um, my iCloud account then connects to all to the two TVs in my two different schools, which are in the lobby. So I control my pictures from home, and I can organize them in whatever order. Like it might be like my logo a few pictures of students, my logo again, a few pictures of students, and then an ad. And then and I set the sequence, and it just rolls and scrolls through continuously through this screensaver setup. And, uh, of course, after two minutes or after 50 seconds, you just set it to screensaver, and now the screensaver just keeps running. So it's like a running monitor. Some people in my, my friends do it where they have a TV where they could plug in a, you know, a gig stick, just a portable, um, you know, drive that they just plug it in the side and it rolls their pictures. So just imagine, I mean, let's say you're a real go-getter and you go out and you get 20 businesses, local businesses, and you charge them 20 bucks. That's $400 a month. That's $5,000 a year. That could be like a quarter payment of a college payment or, a, you know, five payments of a custom, you know, whatever, or pay down debt. 
Um, and it's for zero effort and, and it's just sitting there, right? It's like money in the bank just for a little bit of ingenuity and time and effort spent. Well, why don't you, okay, so this isn't this call, but now you got my juices flowing. Why don't you, uh, do an add on to that? So, right. you know, it's, it's 25 bucks a month, let's say, to run an ad. Right. But then if you, if you pay, um, you know, maybe another 20 bucks, then you get to be on the back of every T-shirt, every uh, sweatshirt, every whatever that year. Right. So whatever, you know, let's say you do three different shirts a year, you know, now they also get their logo on the back of that, on top right. of that. So you have, the, yeah. you know, this and then now that, and then maybe yeah. there's a third tier level. Yeah. Now, listen, we're getting into marketing Let's, slash, yeah, slash yeah, yeah, yeah. income, yeah. so Let's, we could slide that over to another call. But you see how Let's you and I, our, our brains work, though? <laughs> I mean, if you, if, you're, if you train your brain enough to think of money as a tool and a gift and you put it together, you could literally poof money out of nowhere, right? I mean, I think that if the IRS would, you know, were able to think that we were printing our own money, they'd arrest us, but we're not printing it illegally. We're just coming up with the concept, and then they're using legitimate money to pay for ideas. Now, this is not nickeling and diming your clientele. This is not, you know, gouging and price gouging and doing all these fancy takeaway deals and stupid stuff. This is just simple stuff that could be done in your school that people are not thinking about. Like I had a friend, I went away to Australia and I taught and he had banners up for all different local things, like a local restaurant, a local music store. And he charged them like three, four hundred dollars a year to have this banner in his school. It's like, yeah, I make a few thousand dollars extra a year by putting them up. And I'm going, it's like pretty much, you know, if you don't mind it ruining your branding, um, it's ingenious, right? I mean, who doesn't do it? You, UFC, when you watch the show, they have different different equipment supplies all around. You know, other sponsors, a, a boxing ring has it all over the ring. Um, you know, so why are let's, we not smart enough? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's get on. Let's do that next week. Okay, Let's good. talk about those ideas next week. What else, what are okay. you doing also for uh, back to school? So what I've been doing, too, is driving people to my website through two sources, Facebook marketing, um, and I can't get into how to do it, but I'm, I'm using, uh, you know, Facebook marketing, you know, videos, commercials that I make, and I'm driving that 30-second commercial to a click-through to my website, and the website, by the way, with these 30-second videos rather than a Facebook static print ad, uh, the videos get me like 50% more response that people sign up for a trial class through my website. So for some reason, people, especially on Facebook, we're all voyeurs. We're watching videos. We love to see what's going on in others' lives. So these videos are very engaging. So that's been working really well for me. You know, the click-through ratio is very high. And I get, I don't know, between 15, 20 inquiries, maybe 30 a month. And maybe out of that, maybe 12 will pan out to a trial. Um, and maybe I'm signing up half of those people. Right. And then I'm also using Google AdWords, which this is two digital print versions of, of marketing. And Google AdWords is another thing that I'm doing really well with, which is an ad that pops up on Google. And people, if they're searching a specific word like karate, my ad's going to show up on top if I'm advertising. And then they click on the ad and they go to my website. And I'm doing a lot of social media posts where the posts are more driven towards the school. I think the biggest problem with social media marketing is people think that they should run ads. And um, meaning like their Facebook pages, ads, join my school, pay this price. It's not really that. It's all about gaining interest. And then the interest then turns into let me check out the website. So meaning like 
Make your posts engaging. Make your posts interesting. Talk about the benefits of what you do. But don't end every post with, hey, and you could join my school at five ninety nine, blah, 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 because people, are, then they find it an ad and they don't want to have an interest. But if you pique their interest and they go, wow, my kid could benefit. I'm watching those kids. They're super focused. They could probably do good if they did this. And then they go to your website. Now they've given you permission to talk to them, right? But at first, you're, you don't want to force it down their throat because they'll just click off. If that makes sense. Total sense. Yeah. And I think that most of us need to know that we're, and by the way, don't, don't talk about stuff on Facebook and turn, like have topics that maybe turn people off. I'm the best. I'm the smartest. Our school's the best. Every other school sucks. You know, that kind of thing. Just talk about you. Why do people want to come to you? You don't want to advertise your restaurant, right? You're, you're a burger joint. You don't want to criticize pizza parlors and they, they're, they're terrible because that's not going to get people to want to come to a burger joint. They're going to not want, you know, they might be going, oh, wow, I love pizza. Hey, I, I think I want to have a slice of pizza. And you've just made business for the pizza guys. So talk about why you're special. Talk about what's good for you. And that's what I've been doing with those two social media outlets right there. Um, uh, that's two things that I really don't do a lot of hard marketing. I don't run ads. Um, in the paper anymore. I've tried it and then I stopped it and then I tried it again thinking like maybe it'll work and it didn't work for me. So I do my website, my Facebook page, my, my um, Google advertising and I do rack cards that drives people to my website. And then of course my referral program. That's really literally what I do per month to drive people through the door. Oh, oh, by the way, I'll give you another really good one. One other thing that I do is I, I scour the newspapers for events that are going on, like charity events, um, marathons, church organizations, breast cancer fundraisers, and we call them, and I am the hero when I call them and I say, listen, uh, you know, and I just set it up with one of the local breast cancer groups in my area, can I give you three baskets for free? And you can auction them off at your auction. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. I'll give you a basket for the martial arts, which is a month of lessons with a shirt and a basket in the kickboxing program with a month and a shirt. And I'm going to give you a birthday party, a free birthday party. They're all worth $200 in value. Raffle them off for whatever you want. Then they're like, oh, my God, you do that for us? They don't see this as me advertising my school. They see it as something that they could raise money with. This breast cancer walk that's going on in September, they have 1,500 participants that they give them these little bags they said, can you design a pass and put it inside those bags? I'm like, ah, I'm not, okay, definitely. You know, like, and I, print, I, <laughs> right. I printed out 1,500 postcards. Um, it cost me about $140, $180 because I'm a wholesale printer. And um, I'm giving them a box of the postcards, and they're going to insert them in every one of the bags as a gift for two weeks free for the people who are running the marathon. That's, like, crazy. If I get, like, 20 calls from that or 10 calls, I'd be happy. It'd be worth it. Right, right. You know what I mean? So these are the things yep. that we have to think. Like, the real question is, how do we reach the people we want? Start thinking like a detective. So, so tell me some more. You have some great ideas, some more of your ideas. Well, um, with regards to when we do our bully seminar, um, actually we do multiple ones, but uh, I, I do a press release, you know, prior to. So, and then not only a press release, to the local newspapers because there's two in town. Um, but uh, I also contact the local radio stations too. Sometimes I get on air uh, for them. Sometimes I don't, but it all depends. Right. But I, I, I mostly get, um, you know, on air. And then one thing that I normally do is when I come in, I bring a box of donuts because I usually try to do the morning show 
And yeah. uh, I just give I give the DJs a box of donuts, tell them to share it with everybody there, and, and thank you. Yeah. And then wh- whatever the DJ is that I work with, um, or DJs, because sometimes there's multiple um, uh, multiple stations under one roof, you know, because you might have the regular classical station, and then actually the next room is the country, you know, station. Right. And so uh, whatever their names are, I get their names, and then I, I go back and I, I send them a thank you, a written, handwritten thank you card uh, uh, to them, so... So here's the thing. So another thought you just brought up. So free advertisement, radio stations, newspapers, Channel 12 News in my area. How do we get ourselves on that? Like you have to think of all the things that you do in your school as an event that's worthy of people knowing people is worthy of them knowing and learning about it. Like I'm I'm writing currently a press release for last weekend. I just did a black belt test, right? And I'm writing a press release. So now you get that press release, you send it out to 10 of the local newspapers, right? Or you bring it to the news, you know, to the news station, the radio station and so on. So um, how do we get people to recognize us? How do we become the most famous person in our town for what we do, right? You know, so, and that's where we have to think like detectives, you know, and how many, you know, maybe we'll send out 20 press releases every month and 19 of them or 20 of them might get dismissed, but the next month you might get one or two. And it's free advertising for minimal effort, right? So um, that's amazing. And, you know, listen, you, if you get on the radio for free, look how, you know, how much, who knows how much that can impact your school. Well, and I hear, I hear people tell me quite frequently, oh, I hear you on the radio all the time. I, right. I haven't had a radio ad probably since uh, right before summer. Right. You know, yeah. but I'll go in for different press releases or whatever, and and that's when they hear me. Well, when we did the interview with your two parents, both of them said they got it from the radio, right? And it's, one was a summer special, one was from the radio that they came in. For uh, no, special. one was a Chris, one was a Christmas special, right, from the radio, and then the other one was a birthday party. Yeah. So, so that's a, let's just say, okay, birthday parties. I, I haven't done a birthday party in years myself. But we do them all the time. But all, two of my guys are on vacation, and I'm stuck doing a birthday party this Thursday. You know, I'm not I'm not upset about it. I'm actually happy because I want to see how good I am at converting those 22 members to a free trial membership. And I want to see if I'm that good and I get five of them to join, then I got to go to serious training with my staff because we're not getting that many people in from our birthday parties, right? So I want yeah. to see what I can do to offer this. I want to just see how it goes. And, and by the way, the birthday party I'm doing is a free birthday party that we gave away um, at one of those raffles. And then they upgraded to a more expensive party. So they are paying so much uh, some, some money that covers my cost. But um, I'm hoping that I can convert, you know, out of the 20-some-odd members, maybe get four or five to try out a trial class membership. You know, I, I might be uh, making excuses, but I – I I feel as if it's a little bit more difficult because there are so many more distractions nowadays. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I years ago I had people say, you know, how many martial arts schools are in your area? And I would tell right. them, and they'd say, oh, you know, you have that much competition? And I'd say, really? I don't consider the other schools competition in as much as I – I look at baseball and football and basketball right. and volleyball and swimming and, and dance and gymnastics. There's just yeah. so many um, more opportunities for kids to get into things than there, than there was when we were growing up. Right, right. 
However, though, um, I do agree with you, right? Like there, there's vast competition, not just our own competition, right? So like, for example, you own a pizza parlor in town and five other pizza parlors open up around you. People want pizza. If you were the only guy in town, they're coming to you. If there's two of you, they could split it between the two. But if there's five, there's it, the, the, the marketplace is spread between five, right? So, yes, now we add the martial art competition. Like in my school, the statistics are this, and I tell them they're staggering. When I opened in 1991, there were 400 martial arts schools from the tip of Long Island, which is the Hamptons, to the tip of Albany, 400. Now, 28 years later, there are 14,000 schools. And that doesn't include small groups and garages and YMCAs and so on. So in my town, I was the only guy in town. Just about two and a half years ago, this Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy literally wore, he opened up 800 foot from my school. So um, if people are looking at martial arts and they live real close, they used to just come to me. Now they could say, hey, maybe I'll go check him out. I got to outsell him or be better or be the right taste for that family. Maybe they, now, so there is competition. But you're right, though, we, we not only have that, but we have, you know, overwhelmed kids with school, kids that are doing badly in school that need tutoring, and then all those other parents that think that if they just load their kids up with activities, um, and that'll make their lives and happy adult, productive, happy adults, because they do six dances, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, math tutoring, chess club, martial arts, you know, you know what I mean? And they're like, they're not having a childhood. They're doing nothing but working all day long, and then they're going to go to school and graduate and have a job to do that. Let them be kids. Um, but, right. but you're right, though. This is massive amount of uh, white noise that's going on around us. And New York is crazy. Um, you know, it's just massive competition. So you have like four people locally to you, right, that are, that are pretty close. I think last time when I was there, you were saying that's a guy right around town or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've got uh, a few of them, so. Yeah. So, but anyway, back to, back to the marketing, how do we, how do we actually pierce that, that, you know, the noise level? Like, how do we get people to recognize us? I think though that I honestly believe the whole bully proofing thing has been talked about so much that it's like, you know, um, cigarette ads on TV that, you know, make people feel like they're going to die of cancer. You see them once or twice, they impact you after a while. It's just fast forward to the commercial, right? So my thought is, um, and we talked about this, you and I, about a few months ago, the purple cow my, mindset from that book, The Purple Cow by Seth Godwin, I think his name is. Um, and uh, basically the mindset of the purple cow is what makes you unique? Like why is Dwayne Brum at school? And by the way, your parents said why you're unique on that last call, why they came to you, why they think your school is special. Um, like what makes people want to come to you over someone else? That's the real thing that we forget about. Yes, we can have competition, but if you're the best pizza parlor in town, um, then people are going to go to you irrelevant of all the others. So why are you the well, best pizza in e town? Right, but even if we aren't the best, and are, uh, but we, we, our message resonates and gets out right. there. You know, it's right. not about being the, you know, being the first to market, being the first or being the best in the market, are all good. But what trumps, pardon the pun, <laughs> what actually right. trumps all of that is the actual uh, message that resonates with the individuals. And so, you know, there could be, let's say, two other schools in my town that I think 
they could be better than me. They could be better martial artists than me. Maybe they could be even be better teachers than me, you know? Right. Um, but if, if I, one, if I have the message to the right market and I get to them first. Right. And they have an experience with me first. Right. You know how it is, right? How many students have you had that have been with you? They stay, they were loyal to you, whatever, and then they grew up, move away, or they go to school, or whatever it is. Or maybe they leave town because their their parents' job. Right. And they're looking for another place. And they call you and say, man, you know, we did find a place, but it sure ain't yours. It's not the same. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It, right. And that's because not only is the experience that good, but we've had the opportunity. It's, you know, it's kind of like when you you first get married. Um, and you're hanging out with the, you know, your spouse's family, there's just, you know, it ain't your family. <laughs> you right. know, it just isn't your family. And uh, right. not that it eventually it can't become your family, but it isn't your family. And so uh, we need to create that and, and be the first individuals that create that experience. And that's why, you know, one of the biggest reasons why I started the, um, the uh, martial arts field trips was, one, all the speaking that I was doing was not getting me the list. Right. But by having them fill out a permission slip, and I need that permission slip, I get the list. They get an experience with me. I get on the phone. And I've done myself wrong before when I didn't have systems in place, and we had, you know, 700, 750 calls that we had to do within, a, a two, you know, like a two- to three-month period, and it's overwhelming because we're calling them five different times, Right. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of phone calls. By the time we got to some people, they go, "Oh yeah, they really enjoyed it, but you know, we didn't know what studio he was at. We forgot, and so we joined so and so." Yeah. Ah, you know. So yeah. even though I was their first experience, I wasn't the parents' first experience, and when it comes to the kids, I got to be their first experience too. Right. And yeah, you know, that's why that also talks about another whole nother topic where you got to save your information when they come in, you got to put them in some sort of marketing funnel and reach out to them periodically, you know, and you know, hey, don't forget us. If you are thinking of martial arts, here's our coupon 10% off and always try to stay in that front of their mind kind of thing. Hey, listen, let me, we have a lot of comments, so let's read some of them. Okay, real quick. So um, Lewis said that, um, Louis Acosta, he runs a dojo with me. We're partners in Florida. He wrote, I've done multiple Facebook Live videos on the various community Facebook groups in my area. I know it reaches out to every member within that group. Some groups average a hundreds, others are thousands of members. I post in the video description all of the info and links to check out as well. So he's using those groups as a voice to kind of get that awareness to, to the school that we have down there. Um, I don't know that if we're getting the close ratio that we want. I don't know if it's market saturation over there or they're just not receptive to it, but we're not signing up as much as we would like from those the, the um, effort that he puts in. But he's always constantly on Facebook working that and doing it. So it's, that's a good thing. So if they are thinking of martial arts, hopefully they think of us. He wrote, rack cards are awesome. I, I make sure that he has them and he puts them out. Um, Paul wrote, a big thing that I'm hearing about is making YouTube videos and adding the link to the main page of our websites. Paul, that's um, something that I've been doing forever. Um, so, uh, you know, we should definitely talk about that. I always post my videos, post my links, and my, my YouTube video has my website In the link description. and so on. Yeah. Has to, it has to. I mean, why would I put up a video if people can't find me? Um, Paul wrote, you can literally ask if they want to do this or that when you put your rack cards in the business. I don't know what that means. 
Um, but uh, let's see what else. Um, Paul wrote, I used to think a different school was my biggest comp- competitor. Even my sensei's works theirs. But much to my surprise, even though he's the better, many people prefer me for, the, for other things, right? So, yeah, like you said, Dwayne, um, you might not be the top most talented fighter or martial artist in your town, but your business may be the best. For, in other words, you could make the best pizza or you could make really great pizza, but the experience overall is amazing, right? So right. what you said, right. you, use the, you use the word experience, and that's a very important thing that people need to understand. Like, do they come into your school and it smells? And do they come into your school and not get greeted? Do they come into your school and get an attitude from a person? Um, you know, uh, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it all depends on what's your experience. I always talk about Chris Angel, the magician, um, and uh, I, when I, his brother was my student, and he took me around all of Chris's shops, stores in Vegas. There's like seven of them at the time. And he said, I want you to give me your impression of them. You know, and when I walked in, it was like the smell was Chris Angel, patchouli and other scents that he sold. Like, not like the smell of Chris Angel, but yeah. like, you know, like the store had a scent to it. Similar to Abercrombie has a scent to it, right? And um, the, the way the store was set up, I literally, when I stepped foot in that school, I was in the world of Chris Angel. Everything, the music that he made, the songs that he played, the videos of his tricks, the letter boxes of the handcuff and uh, straight jacket escapes that he did. Um, I was engulfed in him. So I was like, yeah, let's buy something, Chris Angel, right? So how do, how do we do that with our school? What is that that we do that creates that experience like you just said? And that's something to think about, everyone who's listening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I actually, going back to that call, uh, I was surprised when she said that it didn't smell like a gym. Because <laughs> yeah. we're constantly battling that, right? Right, all the time. I mean, I remember years ago, one of the moms, and I said this on the call, she said, I mean, I remember your school, I saw her at a fair, and I remember it smelled like feet. And I'm like, oh, God, not a good memory, right? Right, um, but right. nowadays, you know, we have a lobby, we have air fresheners going, you know, Christmas music playing in the middle of August. That's a whole nother topic that I got annoyed with my staff member over. Um, but uh, I was, you know, they, I walked in and Merry Christmas songs were playing just two weeks ago in 110 degree weather. I'm like, why do you have this on? Oh, why? I like Christmas music. It's not Christmas time. Do you, that's when I got upset. It's my image. Do you understand? I don't want a, f- a fresh client to walk through the door and think that we're insane. Like you, there's a whole image. Everything ties together, right? You gotta, right. you gotta think about these things in layers. It's all, by the way, this is all marketing. Cause you know, you might run an ad and then they come through the door and now they hear Christmas music and they're turned off or they, or they, it smells and they're turned off or, it's whatever you have to, there's complete like stepping check. What do we used to call them? Touch points. We call them yeah. touch points yeah. where we have the opportunity to talk to them on email, then on by the phone and then so on and so forth. It, um, so uh, yeah, this is marketing, dude, marketing one-on-one. And we maybe let's do another call next week. If you don't mind, let's continue forward. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. I would like to talk about the uh, referral stuff too, with regards to, um, you know, getting people with, with what you're talking about, the ads right. on your, yeah, yeah. Because I have some ideas now that you uh, brought that up. Let's do that. Let's do that. I mean, like I said, I sometimes, by the way, another thing too, I don't know if I have it here, but like, for example, um, th- these are also called door hangers. We haven't done them in a long time because they take a lot of effort. You got to walk to each house and hook it on the door. But I used to do co-op marketing with my oil company. 
And then on the back was my martial arts school. So like the, let's just say the marketing cost, the hard cost of getting this stuff printed cost me 500 bucks. They'd split the cost with me or a little bit higher. Like I'd make them pay 350 to 400. And then I'd only pay 100, but I would deliver them and get my people to deliver them. So they're helping me in essence pay for my marketing. There were times where I'd do multiple ads and make a profit on advertising. So it's a whole nother idea, like, right? Thinking about how do we get our marketing to really kill it? And that's important. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, I appreciate the time, Allie. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure, dude. It's always great talking to you. I'm sorry if I talked a little too much. No, no, I don't think you talked too much. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, everybody have a great day. Get some back-to-school marketing if you haven't already done it. Awesome. And, uh, for those of you, yeah, I was just going to say real quickly, for those of you that are listening later on uh, and you're wanting to contact Allie with regards to the stuff that we talked about today, you know, the rap cards and what have you, uh, go to schoolownertalk.com forward slash uh, uh, 179, so 179, or yep. there's a tab on there about us and uh, Allie's information is on there as well. Very cool, dude. I'll talk to you next week. And everyone, great to have you on the call. Dwayne, thanks again for everything, and we'll talk next week. My pleasure, man. Awesome. Take care.